liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get him off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows just don't get treated like a hoe Today's episode of Liberty Lockdown is brought to you by our friends over at the Daily Job Hunt. Sign up, you go to crash.co backslash daily. Trying to build a bigger farm? Perhaps get a lass? Have some kin? What you need to do to do that? Gotta sign up. Go to crash.co backslash daily. Teaches you how to get that job. Work that farm. Start that, start that job. You know, get that career going. <laughs> you ain't going to get a last until you got that paper, son. That's right. You read the Daily Job Hunt, I guarantee you're going to get that career. Going to take you to the next level. Have kin of your own. That's a Liberty Lockdown promise. Let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. Got another special guest today, the great Olivia Rondo is in the building. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to talk to you finally. I know, right? It's been a while. We had a couple run-ins on some other streams that were... We don't um, talk about that. Yeah, totally <laughs> nonsense, but we'll, we'll pretend that didn't happen. No. Uh, so first, I wanted to get your take. Is, uh, is it true that George Floyd had a, had a bigger impact on the world than Martin Luther oh King Jr.? Oh, my God. Absolutely not. And that's not even a slight at George Floyd, but you just cannot compare somebody who was literally assassinated because they were so influential. Like that is just a ridiculous comparison to make. And what's funny about that clip that I just posted, which is now blowing up for some reason, and and this is the first time I've seen it today. It's from June, 2020. It was from before the election, but this is the first time I've ever seen it ever. And I cannot believe it did not blow up before the election because that should have been something that Republicans should have just plastered on everything because that is so offensive. That is just so horrible. For, for the listeners that haven't caught it, uh, Joe Biden said that in June yeah, 2020, apparently. George Floyd had a bigger worldwide impact than Martin Luther King's assassination, is what he said. I, I mean, it's from the leftist worldview, it's almost true, though, because they, yeah. they, they really do view it that way. Like, this, the, he became a martyr for their cause. Whereas, I mean, crazy certainly to me, to Mar- that, <laughs> what's that? It's just crazy to say that though. Cause if you, if you take that literally, does that mean we're going to have like George Floyd Avenue, George Floyd elementary school, George Floyd day, because do that's th- what do you think we're King not. Has. I mean, Martin Luther King has a monument in DC and it's like a huge deal. I, I saw when I was a kid, when it unveiled, like, are we going to have George Floyd monument in DC? Like if that's the impact it's going to have, then I feel like, I mean, it's clear that the Democrats have, have ulterior motives for blowing this up. I mean, they don't really care about police reform at all, but no. it's just, it was just such an insane thing to say. I mean, this is the same guy who said that you ain't black if you don't vote for me. So I'm not surprised. It's just, I don't know. I'm not surprised. It's just crazy. It's well, just crazy. I, I have some bad news for you, Olivia. I think we are going to have uh, George Floyd Avenue and, you really think so? And George Floyd Middle School. Yeah, I do think so. And it's possible. I mean, this is the trend that we're on. Obviously, this is the fight that we're having is that we don't end up in this place where we start to deify people who are victims of police brutality. I Certainly, I can understand why someone would use George Floyd's 
case to try and push their message. Like even I would have, if, if it was a more of a cut and dry deal. Um, but at the same time to compare his legacy, which was a life of not the highest caliber to Martin Luther King Jr., who genuinely deeply changed the world so much so that a guy growing up in the nineties in the suburbs felt his message in my bones. It was the way I lived my life was to look past skin and to try and see the content of some of one's character. It was like, it's just, it's just wild. And Martin Luther King Jr. was in my opinion, clearly assassinated by the FBI for his beliefs and for what he was willing to do and sacrifice. And he was threatened. His life was, uh, you know, they sent him letters threatening him, you know, yeah. saying that that he had to basically stop what he was doing. It's like, it's just not comparable. So <laughs> that's it's such a ridiculous statement. And as soon as I posted that, my posts started blowing up. And a lot of the quote tweets were like actually like black people saying, like, what the fuck? Like, I've never seen this clip before. Like, how can you say <laughs> this? I'm like, he said a lot of other crazy racist shit too this isn't really new but i was surprised to see that today because this was almost a year ago and this was the first day i've seen it yeah no it i it kind of rang a bell um but honestly the world was so crazy like in that summer period that it yeah, probably there was a lot going on it probably just went under the radar because everyone was saying such crazy shit during that period that it was like i think he just got away with it um but you know, it is what it is. Anyways, yeah. are you are you religious at all? Um, not currently. I grew up very religious. I grew up in the Baptist church. Um, and I'm actually like the preacher's grandkid. Like that's that was my upbringing. So very um, pretty religious. Um, more recently, I've just um stepped away um from a lot of that. Not really on purpose. Like I'm not consciously like anti-religion. Like I'm not an atheist per se. Like I believe in God. I'm just like not practicing any religion at the moment yeah the the reason i ask i'm i'm basically the same boat even though i wasn't raised religious at all i i i would not classify myself as religious either um however a lot of people bring up this concept that there's this god-sized hole in everybody that mm -hmm. is being filled with worse things than religion and i think it's the state that people like to believe in now oh i think that's yeah. i think statism is a religion and yes. I, if I could choose to have faith in something, I would, it's just very difficult for me, like a difficult personal journey for me, because I think life would be a lot easier if everyone believed that what they're doing matters. There's a purpose for everything. Someone is watching over them or protecting them. That's very comforting to many people. And I, I would like to feel that way. You know what I mean? I just, I think I have to like research and like study more. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a weird I do think people have like a God-shaped hole and people are filling it in with like really stupid, stupid shit when it's actually, um, I guess, more counterproductive. Yeah. Well, for me, the, the hard thing is, is the counterbalance between, yes, we are a very a-religious society and we have, you know, adopted statism. But then you look at the Middle East, which is probably the most devout society. Yeah. And it's in ruins largely, but then it's also yeah. in ruins largely because of us. So it's like, I can't balance this out. I, I don't know what the answer is there. It's uh, definitely, definitely not black and white. I think there has to be a balance. Um, but in general, I think society, at least Western society is a little bit more healthier when we have at least a standard of decency, um, you know, a standard of 
I mean, if we were really, if we were filled with true Christians who actually behave in like, you know, the love thy neighbor Christly way, then we would, I think that would be a very nice society to live in. But unfortunately, a lot of religious people are not like that at all. So it's like a trade-off. That's true. Yeah. For me, it's not so much that we lack religion as we lack the morality that comes with it and the the work ethic that kind of came with the Protestant tradition in America in particular. And I just wish we could get back to that. Like I, I don't so much need religion in my life personally to live morally, but it does seem as if there are people that are really that way, that they need to have this, either this carrot at the end of their life, which is heaven or this Mm -hmm. stick, which is hell. And for me, I've never felt like I need any sort of reward or punishment at the end of the day, because every day I get that reward and punishment by my own behavior. But it seems as if people don't really have that long-term perspective where they can actually go, I'm going to be a better person because my life will be better the following day and the day after that. And, and some people really need it to be biblical. (laughs) Is that overstating it? I mean, what do you think? Um, I definitely applies to some people. I see this a lot with people who are born again Christians or people who convert to religion later in life because a common theme I've seen between them and my father is one of them. He got baptized when he was like 45. Like I attended his baptism and I I think I would consider him like a born again Christian because he was raised like in a Christian household, but like the Easter and Christmas type of Christians that don't go to church all the time. And so like I watched him become a Christian and basically at least my impression was that he felt like his life had more direction after becoming a Christian that, you know, the sins and the demons and whatever he was struggling with internally, that was all like washed away by Jesus. And he doesn't struggle with that anymore. I don't know, you know, how effective that is, but that was just kind of what he told me, but I kind of relate to what you said. Like, I don't, um, I don't necessarily feel the need, uh, uh, to, have that kind of structure in my life right now. And a part of the reason I kind of left the church was because there was always a lot of guilt involved and that just never really appealed to me. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the churches that I went to, and I went to multiple different churches, Baptist, non-denominational. I've gone to a Methodist church, Seventh-day Adventist. I've gone to Episcopalian church. I've gone to a bunch of different churches and all of it kind of centered around that theme to some degree. So I really just, uh, I didn't mess with that. Yeah. I don't blame you. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It's tough. I get, I'm torn because I, Vin Armani keeps, it seems as if his life has really been saved in a way from, uh, what is it called? Orthodox Christianity, which I don't know anything about other than it's very formal and they do, you know, singing. Yeah. I don't know Orthodox at all. I don't know anything about like Catholics and Orthodox people. They actually really confuse me. Because it seems, yeah, it seems so far removed from the Christianity I grew up in. But on conservative Twitter, there's a lot of a lot of Catholics and a lot of Orthodox people. And there was this video that was going around, I think, a week ago. And it was like a video of people like dancing and singing in a church. And they were all like, this is blasphemous. Like, we can't have music in church. And I was like, that's crazy, because every church I've ever gone to had some form of music, had some component of like instruments or dancing. And it was like, that's basically like Protestants always have music at church. And so I thought it was kind of strange that the Catholics basically find that like, like evil. And that was always been confusing to me. Oh, well, no, Vin, Vin is not an Orthodox Catholic. He's an Orthodox Christian. It's a, uh, it's kind of like this, it's really popular in Russia, um, but they, they have singing and stuff like that. So okay. I, I've, I'm the same way though. Like I've always wanted, if I was going to be involved in religion, I would want it to be celebratory. Like I would want it to be like, yeah, I always upbeat. enjoyed the part of church that was singing. I liked that part. I found yeah. it like um, that spoke to me more than like the random just like 
saying some random sermon and me not really like hearing it, I guess. You know that it's funny. I just had this thought while we were talking about this. I really think that, well, I don't know if you, if you, I don't think you do classify yourself as a libertarian, but um, you do have libertarian. What's that? Conservatarian. Yeah, you got the gas and earrings on, so I know I know where you're at. I uh, just got these today. They're, I love them <laughs> so much already. Those are sick. Um, <laughs> so, what I was thinking though is that just the the way we were just describing it, it's like we don't like the shame aspect and the kind of the negative sides of religion. I think it'd be interesting to to see if we could craft a the uplifting celebratory liberty movement, like one that has culture like your boy Patriot J and and singing and shit like that you know like yes. like I think that would be way it w- I think it would attract people a lot more if we that could appeals get, to if young people there. that appeals to minorities that appeals to women I feel like we need to I don't like the whole big tent thing where we just let anyone in and, no, me and people who are yeah like if you're not a libertarian or you're not conservative like like you're just not that's fine but don't right. say that everyone is when they clearly aren't but I don't like the traditionalism aspect of conservatism where it's where it's a lot of um, it's mostly religious people. And that's fine. You know, be religious, but keep that shit out of the political part, because that's not really going to bring people in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying we need to have like, a, you know, we need to have fun with it, man. Like it just yeah. it, it just bums me out because it's so and, and honestly, I understand this perspective. I'm I'm as guilty of it as anybody is feeling like really down and man this is, this shit's fucked up, you know, like we, the, the deck stacked against us. But at the same time, like, I think that's what, what made me fall in love with Ron Paul is the, the way he painted freedom and liberty in such a beautiful manner. It was just like, it was so gripping. It was so compelling. It was so uplifting. It wasn't, it wasn't a negative. It wasn't like so much caught up in lamenting the day-to-day struggle as it was like how beautiful prevailing might be. And I feel like we've lost that a lot, which is why I'm so, so pumped about a Dave Smith campaign if it happens. Have you have you followed that at all? Are you familiar with Dave? Um, I recently followed him and I do want to talk to him. I want to get him on my show because I find him very interesting. I don't agree with everything he says. Some of the stuff he says, I'm just like, huh, that's kind of sus. But sus. I, I, well, I like his personality a lot. I think he's funny. Yeah. And I feel like if I got the chance to talk to him, he could probably explain some of his points more and i really like them i like the mises people a lot actually they followed me like last week the mises caucus people because i i tweeted because um i really don't like the locatarians dude i really i really i like i there's a difference between progressive libertarians and locatarians i am friends with plenty of left people who are self-proclaimed left libertarians a lot of the boog boys i'm like mutuals with on twitter they're like actually pretty progressive in terms For of sure. like social yeah like socially but the people who are so quick to call someone a bigot, transphobe, racist, anti-Semite, like, bro, not everything is a phobia. Like, let's <laughs> let's hash it out. Let's hash it out and explain it. And I dealt with this earlier because I did a live stream with Blair White, who's like a pretty big transgender YouTuber last night. And we were talking about, and she she's a trans woman born biologically male. And she's one of the few transgender activists that will actually say I am a biological male. I should not be fighting or competing against um, biological women in sports. Like she's she's honest about it, which is why I respect her. Um, and then I got a vocatarian who annoys everybody, who shall re- who shall remain nameless, like quote tweeted me saying 
when I said that trans women are biologically male saying that they're actually trans women. I'm like, yes, trans women are born male. And then they linked me to some study that said, stop using science to justify transphobia. So I was like, this is why I feel like people are going to Mises caucus or at least disassociating themselves from a lot of the left libertarians because so many of them are like that. Not all of them, but so many of them are just really annoying. Oh, you're not wrong. I, I mean, <laughs> my, my belief is that the country is ready for an anti-woke movement. And, yeah. and the libertarians are not really woke. Our, our principles are not one of wokeness where it's like we are about individuality and individualism right. and we're not about focusing on skin color and things like that. So I think it's really wrong for libertarians to try and hitch their wag to wokeism. It's just a mistake. Yeah. It's not, it won't grip people. And it also happens to not be palatable because people are sick of being chastised for everything. So like, it's important that there is an option out there that actually presents like, hey, we will accept you regardless of your race, regardless of your history. We will we will accept you if you are liberty minded. Like that's yeah. that is the litmus test. Do you want to be free? If you want to be free, I can rock with you. If you don't. Yeah, fucking obviously go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you, though. Like the the Wokotarians are crazy, but um, I'm a big fan of the Mises caucus. I've had a Mises caucus event at my house. I was at the uh, oh, LP nice. California meeting. I got to hang out with Hotep Jesus and Thaddeus Russell and all these people that have been oh, on my nice. show too. So that was really cool to get to meet them in person. How did you uh, meet Hotep before I met Hotep? That's like racist. <laughs> That's really bad. Have you had also, him on your I've, show? Uh, I've been on Hotep's Been Told You and I'm setting something up with Hotep Jesus and Uncle Hotep probably later this month or next month to come on my show. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, that pisses me off. That you well, he's right. also been on Liberty Lockdown. So I watched it. Okay. Well, you know. Yeah. It's kind of racist that he didn't go on yours first. Uh, I mean, let's just be honest. I know. I, yeah. <laughs> that, I'm just kidding. Hey, I do. I do want to ask you though. What What is it about? Because uh, I I like I don't. I can list the differences between myself and Dave Smith. So, in the in the interim, until you get to talk to Dave yourself, what is a question that you have for him? That what is something that that is off putting to you? The one thing that was off putting to me, and this is um. Maybe I took it more seriously than it actually was because it was a pretty short video he posted on YouTube um, a year ago. And I'm really not trying to start beef over it, but it did strike me the wrong way was he made this video on race realism and like race, race science, like race IQ stuff mm. where he was talking about like, um, like how he was like friends with Stefan Molyneux and stuff and how like there are like racial IQ disparities. I really can't listen to anyone that says that because it's like, what do you want me to think about that? Like, do you want me to sit here and listen to your podcast about how you think black people are inherently stupid? Like, that's how I took it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, and, but like, even in the video, he said it was something that he doesn't feel comfortable talking about a lot because he doesn't know what to do with that information, but he believes that information. So I was like, okay, like, it was just like a weird it was a weird thing for me to find because I liked him like I liked him prior to that like mm -hmm. that was like the one thing that I thought was like really interesting and and how he feels comfortable being friends with people like Stefan Molyneux and like Nick Fuentes who are like they're not like white supremacists but they're definitely like borderline like white nationalists so I thought that was very strange yeah so I would ask him about that if I had the chance well uh, I can give you a response to Stefan Molyneux I he loves Molyneux because Molyneux's origin story was one of spreading anarchism and libertarianism to people before he went down this kind of uh, yeah you know, i know he used to be path. he used to be i know he used to be pretty cool and then he became he was great. like a yeah then he became like a hoppy and weirdo and was right. 
Yeah, and then he started posting about race science on Twitter, then he got banned. Now I support him being banned, but I don't, I would never associate with somebody like that who thinks something about an entire race when they haven't even met everybody. Like, that's just, I don't generalize people like that. And I don't want to associate with people who generalize people like that. Well, I think that's the only difference is Dave doesn't care about association. Like he doesn't care about the guilt by association stuff. So no, like, I, don't, I don't think he's guilty for being friends with certain people because I, I, I would love to have my show to talk about it and to talk about why he believes in that. But um, I just, uh, it's, it's hard for me to watch, to watch people say that black people have a lower IQ. It's just like, I don't believe in that. I think that the people who put that stuff out there have ulterior motives. And if, you genuinely believe that then I just feel like you don't know black people or you're you just have like a weird thing about race because I I even though people on my Twitter are like oh Olivia you're like a black supremacist you call yourself pro-black and I'm like nothing about being pro-black is anti-white I don't have any hatred for white people I don't think that black people are superior superior to white people I don't think that black people are smarter or better um or I don't know anything than white people um but i find that people who say they're pro-white they generally have a stronger opinion on black people than i do about white people you know <laughs> well, you may be you may be right I, I don't know anybody that says they're pro-white um uh, but i'm i know they exist uh as it's, for like the, the, it's like the nick fuentes types i think oh true yeah i'm just saying i don't i don't i mean i know of them i don't know them though so i'd i'd yeah. have to talk to those guys to get to the bottom of it but um as for the the race realism or the, the iq stuff it, it's just based off of averages. So like they're, I, I don't believe that they are saying that black people are, are inherently less. I've never been tested for an IQ test. I don't know any black people who have been tested for IQ tests. I don't believe that's average. I just don't. Well, I don't know if it's I accurate. Think, I don't know if it's I accurate either, people, but that's what just, the studies say. When I think about what, who would benefit or what would there to be gained from pushing out this information, it would only cause division. Yeah. Only cause division, only cause prejudice, only cause racial tension, only cause racial separation. And when I think about the outcomes of that, that's nothing good. Sure. It's nothing good. And when I think, and I want to see certain people pushing that and the way they use it in their arguments is very, very hateful and very, very prejudiced. I don't think that Dave Smith is racist or prejudiced. Right. Um, because I've seen him have black people on the show. I've seen him be friends with, like, I don't really, I'm not going to automatically think you're hateful for posting that but that's just the majority of the people who post that coincidentally happen to be using it in a very hateful way yeah I and they're it. using it in a very divisive way and i'm just like what is the purpose of of believing that or posting that to not be divisive because that's really the only end goal that somebody would have for saying that this race is inherently smarter or inherently better than another race yeah well again i don't think it's saying inherent but i totally agree with your the rest of your points because okay. it's it is it is definitely divisive if it's if it's used as anything other than just pure analysis, um, like if it gets into policy policy making and things like that, I think it can be very dangerous. Um, yeah. And and I mean, the only reason I don't think that it's complete nonsense is because like if it was if it was just being used by white supremacists to propagate white supremacist messaging, they would have put themselves at the top, and they're not. The Ashkenazi Jews no, are, are I, at the top. I, you know? um, I don't think it's just white supremacists who use it, though. I think it's anyone who's anti-black, to be honest. Because, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I because I've seen Asian people use it. I've seen Jewish people use it. Um, it's just the majority of the people in the online sphere that I'm, I cross, I, I don't know why so many like groupers and shit come to my page all the time. I, it, it's literally just to harass me because they post it under my post when it doesn't have anything. <laughs> They're like, sorry, that sucks. Yeah, so that's my that's how I've been exposed to it 
no i get um, it then yeah that's so, i would be put um, off by it too yeah and i was talking to a white conservative recently about this and they were like well i don't know if it's true or not but even if it was true i'm not going to harass people with it or you know take any action because of it because it's like if it was true what are you going to do about it you can't make policy based on that um but you did have a point though i, I don't think it's only used by people on the far right because i think that affirmative action essentially accomplishes the same thing and how like Asians have to score like much higher to get into a school than like a Latino or a black student would. So I think it actually works as divisive on both ends. I of agree. Yeah, no, so I, I agree. think we should, uh, let's not hold a race to different standards. Let's not just assume that somebody is smart or dumb because they're a different race. Like let's hold everyone to the same standard. Um, and I think that that's true equality, you know, don't, don't assume that black people are dumb. Don't assume that Asian people just have it easy or don't assume that every white person is privileged. Um, so that's my opinion. And I'm sorry. Cause I know when you DM me, you were like, I'm not talking with you about race, <laughs> but we <laughs> ended up talking about race. No, no, no. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't like it when people craft their messaging to their guest. I liked it, but this was, on, this was honestly on my mind today because I, I saw that Biden clip that you retweeted. So I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Um, I didn't really mean to go this deep down the rabbit hole. No, but, let me... but if, if, if Dave Smith sees this, I want him to know. I don't think he's a racist. Yeah. His little fanboys see. I know he has a ton of fanboys that are going to be posting that shit under my tweets when they see this shit anyways. Well, and um, for, the, for the record, I think, I think that last part that you said about how you don't want to be judging people based off of the race or assuming that they're anything else other than this, the individual and judging off the individual. I think Dave would agree with a hundred percent of what you just said. So I think he would too. I think he would too. So if I you guys, if you too. guys get a, a chance to talk, I think it'll, it'll work itself out. So don't, don't worry about it. Okay. I just like, I, I followed him for a while. I don't know. I don't think he knows who I am or anything. He doesn't follow me back. So I might just start harassing him and tweeting <laughs> at him until, until he follows me back. And so I can DM him and ask him if he wants to do a live. There you go. Yeah. That's well, he's, plan. he's uh he's a busy guy lately. He's tough. I, I don't even, I mean, we follow each other and I don't even bother DMing him because after he went on Rogan, I'm sure his shit's just flooded. Um, but... I think he would go on yours. Oh, he's been on mine. But, oh, okay. But uh, I'm just saying like, I, I allow him to reach out to me when he wants me. Cause like, oh. I'm just trying not to like, you know, burn the bridge unnecessarily. Cause I know a lot of people yeah. that, that finally get in good with somebody that they, you know, kind of idolize and then they just, knock on their door repeatedly and i'm like not gonna do it oh no i don't want to do that yeah, yeah. When, when dave there's wants me people, he'll call so there's certain people that i'm just with that i really want to ask to come my channel but i don't want to be pushy so i'm just like exactly i'm just <laughs> same, waiting same deal um so what's your perspective can is what's more important right now is it is it community based or is it political action what what do you think i mean obviously we can do both but like I'm uh, just to give you my preface. My my perception is that politics is is largely a losing game at this junction. Like I don't think that we can actually course correct via political action. That's just uh, call it a black pill take, but that's my that's my honest opinion. What do you think? You know, I don't want to give up on it yet, but I find myself um, losing hope a lot all the time. But at the same time, I'm not ready to give up. So I still do a lot of grassroots stuff. I still try. Um, to spread messages either via campaign or via like just my personal like social media presence and real world activism and stuff. So I think uh, I think it's a balance. Um, honestly, I, I went from thinking that libertarians could only win via the duopoly and just running as Republicans. And now I'm more open to strategies within the LP and strategies 
outside of the LP. I think that it can work work both ways Mm -hmm. um currently i'm an independent i've never been registered with any party um and this past presidential election i was handing out flyers for donald trump and joe jorgensen because i love it i i was just like like, all right anybody but biden motherfucker (laughs) basically yeah i was literally sitting outside my the the voting place on November 3rd, handing out, I had a Joe Jorgensen ticket and a brochure thing. And I had a Donald Trump when I was just like, here, here, like, that's dope. So I'm really, um, Republicans or libertarians, whoever, um, I'm really not obsessed with like the party and stuff. So I, I still do believe, um, in making like political change. Um, but I'm less strict about it now. Like I'm, I'm more open to working with like the LP and stuff. Cause I think it is a viable chance now. Yeah, I agree. And, and, I think that whether or not it's viable in the sense that they can actually win the presidency or win any, you know, big power seats, I think that it's really important that we use every possible mechanism we have to try and reach the few people that, that have given up on politics to let them know that like, there is a home for you. You know, it may not be, it may not be one in which you get political power, but there's a home for you and we can create a society separate from this insanity. If we, if we so desire, if we, if it, becomes necessitated and i think it might become necessary like i i'm personally of the belief that it's highly probable that this country breaks apart over the next 10 to 20 years maybe 30 um maybe less and i think that that's probably our best outcome that we have a peaceful secession movement where we allow the people that believe in socialism or marxism to have their own landmass and low those... key when Chaz happened i was like take your fucking Chaz then get the For fuck real. out exactly. bro. i was like get the fuck i don't want communists here go <laughs> leave i 100 support Chaz. get the fuck out bro that's what i'm saying so yeah so i want to have uh i don't know a fraz a freedom <laughs> Fraz, you know, I whatever like whatever I, I don't even remember what the chess acronym stood for but you know what i'm saying like i i just think that the something something autonomous zone yeah so like the freedom autonomous zone Fraz. yeah there it goes. i like uh, it top of the dome um so that's that's my belief is like if we're going to have a kind of a, a peaceful parting of the ways i think that's the only that's the only path that gets us there is that Texas and Florida and a handful of other states that that are still kind of bill of rights oriented, freedom oriented, liberty oriented, they band together and they tell the federal government to fuck off. Do you think that there's an outcome that's better than that? Um, you know, I would I I I I love America. I love American ideals. I don't think it's necessary to separate. It may be inevitable, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll balkanize and secede and everyone would just fuck off into their own little quarters of the country. But um, I don't want to give up on American people yet. And um, I would like to see us all come out of this and all be more liberty minded than we are together. So you do want the Chaz people to come back? Um, no, they can fuck off. <laughs> so see, they see, can fuck off. You, you're, they, you're... No, they can have. They can have. They can all have their one little corner of Chaz. The rest of us can say, to, oh, "I don't okay. want like, I don't want like different states breaking off and shit." Chaz can fuck off to wherever <laughs> they want. But right, if you're right. literally, if, if you're literally not a fucking crazy Marxist communist, I want to work with you. But if <laughs> if you are, fuck off. Like literally. <laughs> That's I, I thought it was so funny how like they 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 do their little Chaz thing. And then as soon as someone gets injured, they're like, Oh my God, the police will come here and help. Oh my God. The ambulance is like, fuck off. Like this is 
go. Yeah, no, I know. Literally these, go. These people are are not prepared to have an autonomous you know, zone, like a genuine autonomous zone where they don't have any the fucking garden where they just had like pizza boxes <laughs> yeah. with topsoil on top. Yeah. And the best part about the garden was that it was racially segregated. It was like <laughs> it was like POC only. White privileges people like get out. And I was like, okay, enjoy your fucking potatoes that you grab pizza boxes. My like, favorite part about it was the beautiful depiction of Marxism in action. No food right away. No food. I was like, this is no exactly food, no food, no security. People are getting fucking robbed. There's yeah. people getting like assaulted and shit. Like it was just horrible. <laughs> it was just so mismanaged. So yeah, they can do whatever they want. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So you want them to break off, but you don't want to break off. I got it. I just um, feel like if you, if you want to turn the rest of the country into your Marxist hell zone, fuck off and do that somewhere else because this well, is not what America's about. Like, that's I, believe me. About. I'm down with you. I'm just saying, <laughs> they they are the institutions are ran by these people that you're wanting to say fuck off to like i agree with you if if it seemed as if the institutions were able to be retrieved recovered repaired i'd be like okay yeah we can we can tell these people you get oregon you fucking wahoos but <laughs> that's not what it is they they are the dominant force politically i'm not saying population wise but politically they really run shit and through the media through through uh you know hollywood through politics you know, i haven't given up on that yet though because okay. i insert myself into the media all the time where i don't belong i feel comfortable talking to liberals oh, I know. I love going it. on like liberal spaces and shit like I'll force myself into that. I want other conservatives and libertarians to not be scared of that because I think it's great that they make their own media companies and stuff. And you know how like the Daily the Daily Wire is doing a movie with Gina Carano because she got kicked out of Hollywood. Like I love that, but also we should infiltrate too because we we should comp- like make a competing you know media mm-hmm. thing against like all the big social medias and all, against all the big you know production companies. But we should also infiltrate because the message has to get out there you know some type of way. So. Oh. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest white pill to me is the fact that the the side stream to the mainstream is almost as big as the mainstream now. Like, I think it, in some ways it might even be bigger. If you look at Joe Rogan, he's bigger than any late night host that's ever lived. Yeah. Um, yeah. You look at Dave Smith and Michael Malice and all these guys that are talking like crazy anarchist They're libertarian shit. They're fucking massive and they can go on Hotep any of these Jesus platforms. is pretty, Hotep Jesus, Uncle Hotep, they're big now too. They have for like sure. a thousand people watching every night. Yeah, for sure. So um, I, yeah. I, that's why I'm really hopeful is because even if we can't infiltrate because the cathedral is pretty powerful, like they, they definitely control the narrative. And if you go on there and you say some wild libertarian shit long enough and you don't have enough, you know, fans that are going to boost ratings enough to justify you being on there <laughs> no listen because i have some shit coming out on friday on hbo and i literally said abolish the federal reserve in it. hell yeah and i was saying like all this libertarian ass shit so i haven't seen it yet so hopefully they didn't cut What's it, it out um it's a new late night show on hbo it's called pause with sam J. am on the premiere episode that's coming out this friday um and it's with yeah. king randall and he's that activist who's doing the x for boys the um charity um for like oh yeah yeah, yeah. for young men down in um albany georgia and Love so it. we were the two black conservatives they had on there to talk to black liberals and it was a really friendly discussion like not really a debate but i was kind of sounding like an extremist on there i was like, abolish the federal reserve and business licensing i'm a i'm a capitalist free speech absolutist bro it's good Oh, that's sick. I cannot I wait to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, to I see have that. to get HBO because I don't even have it. So I don't even know how I'm going to watch it. 
you can, you can come over. We'll check it out. Um, okay. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Uh, well, I was actually just going to ask you, assuming that the system is salvageable, what would be the top reform you want? Would it be ending the Federal Reserve? The top reform. I mean, that's one of them. Um, that's definitely one of them. But like the main things I'm currently focused on right now Capitalism, of course, but I'm also a free speech and Second Amendment absolutist. Um, I think that, not to be cringe, but I 100% believe the argument that gun control started from racism and the implementation of it today is racist. Um, and and I think more outside of the box, like even conservatives who say that they still don't want felons to regain their Second Amendment rights back or voting rights back. They still don't want people who use drugs um, to have uh, their Second Amendment rights back. I'm like, bro, or the voting I don't rights. know. What I, no, I'm literally a Second Amendment absolutist. Like yep. I you should have the God given natural right to protect yourself. Um, so that's one thing. That's like one of my top like main goals. And another one I really, really, really am into ending the war on drugs and that kind of coincides with my opinions on criminal justice reform because those go hand in hand as they go hand in hand with the gun control thing um but yeah ending the federal reserve is near the top of the list i recently wrote a paper for school on social security and why we should abolish that so that's near the top too hell yeah um yeah so i think you just other than social security which is important but i think my my top three are ending the wars, ending the war on drugs, which could be included in ending the wars, and yeah. the Federal Reserve, like ending the Fed. So, yeah, sad, I should have said sad. wars too. I honestly should have said wars too, but it feels like that's so far ahead. Like, I feel like that's almost unattainable and unachievable because both sides of the duopoly want endless wars. I mean, Donald Trump was the first president we had in a while that wasn't pro endless wars, but he even still didn't pull out all the troops he said he was going to pull out. Exactly. Um, so, it's a. Uh, it, it's uh, I, I don't know when it's going to happen. I feel like they won't even, they won't let anyone be elected if they're not pro war. I don't think because there's too much money to be made in war by the I got, people who control the fucking election system and shit. I got into a little skirmish in the DMS with Carrie Wedler about this. Are you familiar with her? I like Carrie Wedler. Yeah. She's amazing. So I, I said that, and I, I still believe this, but she she had a good counterpoint. I said that the, the reason that Donald Trump is no longer president is because he wouldn't green light every intervention that they demanded of him. And I believe that. I believe that he, because he, even if he wasn't anti-war, which I don't think he was anti-war, he was more anti-starting new wars. And, yeah. and that was enough. That's how, that's how much they need you to be on board with the military industrial complex. They hated that he wanted peace with North Korea. They hated that he wanted between Israel and Palestine. They and Venezuela hated that too. Wanted, yeah, they, they literally hated that shit. So yeah, I, I, I agree. That's probably likely. Um, it's uh, And now I'm watching the Israel-Palestine debate now and everyone's like, you have to post about this. You have to have an opinion on this. I'm like, I'm not going to have an opinion. The US shouldn't be involved. I have a personal opinion, but if I voice that, then half the internet's going to be very mad at me. So either way, right. literally either way. So oh, I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm literally just going to stay out of it. Well, check this out. I, all I said was I stand with the, with the dead kids. That's what I said. And that people shouldn't be that controversial. No, but people were taking, they were taking it as me saying, I stand with Palestine, which in fairness, I probably do. I probably stand with the Palestinians more than I do the Israelis simply because I think that the Palestinians are being 
brutally abused by a much to more me, it powerful seems, power. And this is just my perception. To me, it seems that more innocent children are being killed on the Palestinian side. But again, like the whole thing is just so complicated. I don't even, I can't say who started it. I can't say what the solution should be. Like, I know people are talking about two state solution, one state solution. I, I can't, I can't speak to any of that. All I can say is I feel bad for all the kids that are dying. Every innocent civilian that's dying. I don't know how to stop it. I'm like, I just, I feel, I feel horrible. But that being said, the, the United States should not be giving Israel or anybody a hundred fucking billion dollars a year to exactly. fund this shit. We should not be funding this shit because we're funding, we're funding weapons. We're funding missiles and rockets um, on both sides. Yeah, probably. So, oh yeah. We always do. And, and Biden just greenlit more, uh, you know, munitions to Israel today. And, and to me, it's, it's interesting because like people will, I, I don't know if you saw it, but they, they had the, like the spokesperson for the state department out there saying, you know, being asked questions about do, do the Palestinians have a right to defend themselves? And he just kept going back to Israel has a right to defend itself. And because they don't even acknowledge for the most part, they don't even acknowledge Palestine as its own state. In which case, if it's true that it's not a state by their, by, by, by just their perception, then that means that Israel encompasses the Gaza Strip, which includes Palestine, in which case the Palestinians or the Arabs within Israel are victims of an apartheid state. And and that is that's what I've heard a lot. That's I mean, what I've heard that, a lot. That's the truth. Like you have to either say that they are their own separate nation, in which case there's a you know kind of a war that's happening between them. Or it's a civil war or it's an apartheid state. You can't have it both ways. And they try to have it both ways. And that drives me fucking crazy. And and I agree with you. The history is too convoluted. It's too complex for me to know yeah. definitively who's right, who's wrong. I think that that there are millions of people that are being displaced and it's been happening for decades. And I don't know how the, the displacer is not the aggressor in that situation. And as someone yeah. who believes in the non-aggression principle, I think that the aggressor should be held hot or held responsible for that. In this case, it's Israel. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, I'll talk know. more in depth about it when we're not recording. But yeah, oh, yeah it's yeah. like, it's um, I'm, I just, just needed, a, to, I needed a rant. You don't have to. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but I, I think the main thing people should realize is that Hamas does not represent all Palestinians and the IDF does not represent all Israelis. People, there's innocent people on both sides and there's evil fucking people on both sides. That's not me trying to be a centrist about the issue. Um, that's just huh. what I what I genuinely believe. There's horrible, horrible fucking people on both sides, and there's of innocent course. casualties on both sides. So, and and guess what? On every war, including the wars where we are a participant, there are mm-hmm. bad actors on our side as well. And that's just the facts of war. There is going to be really bad actors when when it comes to incinerating children. Like I'm sorry. Oh, and- I am. I I most of our presidents. And the last 50 years have been straight up war criminals. Fucking A. So, yeah, I'm, I'm consistent on that issue. I'm not Based just pro Palestinian pro Barack Obama's a fucking war criminal. George Bush is a fucking war criminal. Bill Clinton's a fucking war criminal. And I tweeted this other day that... You're going to love Dave the last... <laughs> I, I honestly... I like the guy. I just want his clarification on that. I got you. So I, got you. I don't want to. I don't want his fanboys to come after me and say that <laughs> Olivia Rondo said that Dave Smith is a white supremacist. I never said that shit. <laughs> Why would you I just never... put that audio out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if someone clips this and posts on Twitter, oh, bro. No, but seriously, and I tweeted the other day. I was like, no one with the last name Cheney should ever hold any type of office ever fucking again. Uh, I for hate real. that bitch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You're pretty based, Olivia. I'm telling you. Um, I try. 
Uh, you, you don't need to try. It's happening. <laughs> oh, it's, it shines through. I can see it oh, clear as day. Uh, but anyways, Carrie's, Carrie's point was that... I'm sorry. My dog is going fucking insane. Oh, I'm I can sorry. hardly even hear it. No worries. Okay. Uh, Carrie's point was that it was really that the, you know, the empress of the war empire and Hillary Clinton, the fact that she was supposed to be the heir apparent and that her power was ripped away, no matter yeah. who it would have been, basically, because it wasn't Hillary, that's why they destroyed Trump. And I think that there's certainly something to be said for he that. He was but... not supposed to win at all. Oh, he was not supposed not. to win at all. I mean, the and, media, and... the media pumped his fucking balloon up. That was a total, total misfire. They laughed part. at him. They were like, I cannot believe this is happening. And I think I honestly think that Bernie should have won the Democratic primary that year and Hillary cheated um, because Bernie is anti-war, too. At least he claims to be. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't think that Hillary rightfully won, won the primary at all. And, and I think that this is all like our, our social disconnect and discord that we're experiencing now is largely a product of the fact that you had two candidates. It should have basically it should have been Trump and Bernie because that mm -hmm. would have actually represented the will of the people, even though I don't agree with Bernie Sanders supporters. And I don't At agree least with... anti-establishment for the exactly. most part. Exactly. Yeah. But, but both of those candidates were anti-establishment. That is that is the that is the actual like mantra of the country in that moment was very anti-establishment, but they didn't allow for it. They stole, they stole the nomination for Hillary, in which case then they, they thought that they were just going to force feed us Hillary. Then we got Trump. Then they had to put it on a full court press, which continued to sow discord and destroy the country because then now you're labeling all conservatives as terrorists and all this shit. Now it looks as if you may have, you know, done something with the election um, to get Biden in there. And now it's like, okay, well, this is, this to me is evidence of a failing democracy. Is that, a fair statement i i do agree with that i i do think our democracy has been failing for some time and even just working in politics at the local level like i worked at my local gop um for a while last semester and i saw like low levels of election fraud just there working on a state rep race so i think it could be widespread i don't know on what scale but I um who did I say this with? I think I made this joke with Patriot J, but I wouldn't straight up say that the election was fraudulent. But we said that election was sus. That's how. <laughs> yeah. That's how we. That's, that's how we kind of. That's how we that. get past we the like, censorship. It's just sus. Yeah, it was, the election was sus. <laughs> it was sus for, for real sus. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, do you think that we can we can shit post our way to freedom? Because, like, I genuinely think that that there is something to be said for you know me and my tower gang squad and all the fucking shit posting we do i we love you guys <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> i literally think it's so hilarious anytime <laughs> i see that shit that's so funny well shout out tower gang they will they will love that because uh shout I, out tower gang i really i really think that there is something to be said for the level of derision and dismissal that we give to politicians and media operatives and everyone under the sun that basically because they see how many people you have to get to like coordinate that shit and they see how many people are liking and retweeting that right, they're right, like right. oh shit there are people <laughs> on here who literally take time out of their day to tell me that they hate my guts and like they <laughs> disagree with this shit so i think they, they're gonna have to take libertarians a little bit more seriously now i hope i hope that'd be that'd be crazy if our shit posting actually like changed america but i think it kind of is because like our shit posting a hundred percent changed the Libertarian Party. Like we are taking over the Libertarian Party with our shit posting, and that's a fact. I am watching it happen. We can get Libertarians are much better at social media than any other party or group at this oh, point. Interesting. You think I so? I think so. 
Wow. Yeah, because the liberals come across as very out of touch and like just kind of a bunch of elitist saying whatever buzzwords to us plebeians down below. Like <laughs> it's like when they put the pronouns in their bio, I'm like, I know 60 year old politicians don't give a fuck about pronouns. Like they don't give a <laughs> It's very disingenuous. And the conservatives just, um, they're just boomers. Like they kind of do the same thing, but on the conservatives, they both, both sides virtue signal. Libertarians, I think, are more true to themselves and they understand memes. I love how people say the left can't meme, but I think the conservatives can't really meme either. I think the libertarians have the best memes. Um, and like now all I watch on YouTube is like libertarian podcasts. Like I'm, I'm watching some libertarian yeah. podcasts. Like I watch you, I watch, I watch Break the Cycle. I watch Hotep's Been Told Ya. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I watch Spike Cohen. Like I watch everybody that's like somehow in the libertarian movement. That's and it's dope. just like, I don't know. I think that people deserve to blow up. Like, I think like everyone, like you, everyone that's like, has these cool libertarian podcasts, y'all deserve like the Dave Smith level of fame, like a hundred thousand followers. And it's, like, I honestly think that YouTube is suppressing like our smaller channels, like under 10,000 subs, because I watch y'all's content. Like I watch Reed Coverdale's content and David fight. Like it's interesting shit with interesting guests, but mm-hmm. we're not all blowing up because I think that youtube like suppresses you know that kind of thought well it's certain that's certainly possible i really appreciate it by the way and and i think that it's a matter of time i mean i i just started my show 10 months ago so like i and and i think reed's only been about a year a little bit over that so yeah and he but he already has like almost five thousand subs already which is kind of a lot for just one year oh no for sure he i mean he but he 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 got a really big jump start with this like he like yeah, made... I saw the I saw the video. It's okay, pretty, yeah. it's pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. So he got like millions of views off that, I think. So that's what what got him going. But anyways, um, do you think I, I have this crazy delusion and I I just want to run it past you? Okay. I I believe that the people on in Liberty Twitter will be viewed in history and i i know this sounds completely no No, i'm serious i i think i think that many of us will genuinely go down as historical figures and i'm not saying myself but i'm saying that there are people on liberty twitter that will be historically known well i think dave smith i think that i think that some of the the lower level guys that are doing podcasts right now that are writers or and girls by the way um that are putting out really great content that are really great thinkers that are, are genuinely changing the paradigm in this country are like the people that are really pushing back against lockdowns, for instance. I think that there will be, if we win, if we prevail, now that I'm not granting that we're going to prevail because I think, as I've said, the odds are very stacked against us. But if we prevail, I think there are people that we know that we interact with daily that will be historical figures. That's true. I can think of a couple. I think Magnus is going to make it big from the Boog Boys. I think he'll be famous someday. There you and go. For, if he survives. He, yeah, he's kind of famous right now for being a right-wing extremist, which is funny because I'm way more right-wing than Magnus is. He ain't right-wing. Um, That's nuts. At all. Like, literally at all. <laughs> Dude's a fucking degenerate. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but he, he's, he's more of a progressive, which is fine. You know, I was the um, first platform he went on. Really? Yeah in december when he gave that speech um i i was the one that put the video out and it got millions of views and i said i said this is the best political speech i've heard in decades and it went He's super cool viral guy. oh it's I'm a cool guy great speech great person i i think the world of magnus and and i'm so grateful to have seen 
a spokesman like him because he's so he is so not what he's being painted as. He is yeah, not. not people telling when I made the announcement he was coming on my channel. People were telling me he was a white supremacist, a neo-Nazi, a white nationalist. All nonsense. Literally all nonsense. The <laughs> stuff that I was saying about like immigration and more of my conservative <laughs> things, he was like, "Whoa, Olivia! Like, whoa, whoa! Like, yeah. oh, I disagree with you." <laughs> but he's he's a bookchin mutualist. He's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's hysterical that. That people think he's not, or, but there's anyways, a little, the, there's a little gay pothead. Like, come on, <laughs> he's not a fucking neo <laughs> He's he's a great buy pothead. Please, oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> so I'll get you out of out of here on this. Are you going to marry Patriot J or what's up? <laughs> <laughs> then why are you putting him on the spot like this? I'm doing, yo, I'm see- I'm doing a collab track, <laughs> neocon remover on the beat. Liberty Lockdown and Patriot J on the track. It's going to be fire. That's what oh I'm saying. Oh, my God. It's going to be fire. That would be fun. No, I hate Jordan. He bullies me. I hate him. Now. <laughs> you love him. Why are you lying? I No, I don't. Because anytime I do a live, he's literally in the chat, like, bullying me. Or anytime I post something, he literally, like, tags little <laughs> oh, friends and is, like, laughing. It's, it's great. He's like, no. he's like, I feel like he's hitting on you like he's in kindergarten. <laughs> That that's how that's how he acts. Yeah. It's funny because he's like it's pulling your hair and shit. Well, it's funny because in real life he's not like that. In real life he's actually nice to me, but oh, I believe it. Yeah, literally online he just likes to fuck with me. So fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Patriot J, Olivia Rondo, the wedding, 2024, right around the time of the election. I'm looking forward to it. You're invited. If, <laughs> if me and Patriot J get married, I'll invite you. Hell yeah! And and you guys for the reception, you have to play our track. That'd be so fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It'll be all, all of Liberty Twitter will be there. Honestly, he has a lot of Gorger followers. And I don't want them to come, but you know, if Nick Fuentes shows up to my fucking wedding, bro, oh, that would be bad. That would be bad. He'd if Nick me. Fuentes shows up, you know, Dave Smith will be there. Fuck you, dude. I would, I would invite, on, okay. Can you, can you tell Dave that, uh, actually, no, I know you don't want to mess with him, but if Dave ever sees this, come on my channel. Oh, yeah. I want to talk to you. Yeah. He, I think Dave does listen periodically. I, I will literally hear points I've made on my show on the next episode of Part of the Problem sometime. And I'm like, fucking shout out Dave Smith, checking out Liberty Lockdown. I love it. Um, but anyways, nice. th- thank you so much for coming on, Olivia. I, well, in fairness, I kind of sound like I'm bragging. I don't know because we think very similarly. So maybe we're just having the same thoughts. But I see, I hear shit that's like almost verbatim. On I'm the saying. record, anyways. Liberty Lockdown is taking credit for <laughs> Dave Smith's ideas. <laughs> That is not what I was trying to say. Uh, anyways, follow her on Twitter and YouTube. It is Olivia Rondeau. That's R-O-N-D-E-A-U. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to tell people? I know you also write for the Rogue Review sometimes. Yeah. Um, oh, something that's coming out soon is, if you haven't seen my Kamala impression, go check it out. Hell yeah, fire. I'm, I'm making another one with the Daily Caller tomorrow, so I'm actually having help in producing it. And stuff, oh my so God, it's going to be so good. They bought me a fucking wig, so it's going to be a... <laughs> gonna be a fun time oh, and okay. also yeah if you have hbo go check me out on friday it's called pause with sam J. am in the first episode um with king randall so yeah dope thank you so much for coming on olivia it was a blast thank you big shout out to everybody that's been with me since jump street appreciate y'all
Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweet from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening Scared Hollywood left these lyrical feminine A typo in Luke might bring them nooses We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses Freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit Knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcast sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running out, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house The malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky Smooth Tom was the only sound Getting so hot, must be air July Screaming in the mic, a rip of 59 Miles to ratio, that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war, but we're ready You know I be bopping and rock steady Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe